Today's daf is Nedarim daf Chafhei, and we have two lines from the bottom of daf Chaf Dalid Omnid Beis Omale Ravino Liravashi. Today's daf is being learned Leilu Nishmas Chaim Malaz Beyibatol Chaim Reb Shimshon and Leilu Nishmas Chana Bas Betzalel Zerach. So we're moving along in the third parak of Masechtes Nedarim, which discusses the Arba Nedarim. So there are four nedarim, or more accurately, four categories of nedarim that the chachamim said are dead on arrival. So ordinarily, if a person makes a nedar, he's bound by that nedar. However, there are four types of nedarim which, although look like nedarim, sound like nedarim, feel like nedarim, but really hitiru chachamim, meaning they're not treated like Nadarim. What are they? Nidre Zruzin, Nidre Havoy, Nidre Shkogois, and Nidre Oinsen. So the first part of the Perek discussed Nidre Zruzin, and now the next part of the Perek discusses Nidre Havoy. So what exactly are Nidre Havoy? The Ran on the Mishnah says, Neder She'enoiklom. So a Neder. Havoy is a nether that's nothing, meaning although the words imply nether, but there's an element of havoy. There's an element of shtusim. There's an element of einoiklum. And the Mishnah gave two examples. One example was where a person says koinim, I'm being makabel nether. However, alatnai, I'm making it contingent upon something. What's it contingent upon? that I didn't see on this road, I didn't see 600,000 people on this road. Now, chances are, this person did not see, and based on that, his nether should be chal. That's what he said. There will be a nether. If I did not see, he didn't see, as a result, there should be a nether. Stating that, the Mishnah says, that's an example of nidre havoy, and as a result, the nether is not going to be chal. And the reason is, because we assume that although he said, the words are really havoy. It's klum. He didn't mean what he said. What then did he mean? He meant to say that I want to be Makabala Nether if I didn't see a lot of people. Point being that if he saw a lot of people, then the Nether is not going to be Chal, which is a tremendous Kula, so that although the words of his Nether would imply that there should be a Nether, because he didn't see Ka'ole Mitzrayim, stating that, we say those words are Havoy, and as long as he saw a lot of people, that would be enough to say that the neder would not be chal. Another example is if a person would say, I'm making a koinim, however, only in the event that I did not see a nachosh, I didn't see a nachosh that looked like the beam that was used in the base abad. What exactly does that all mean? The Gemara is going to say. Now, the Gemara began with a b'raisa, two girsois in the Rishon, and what the proper b'raisa is, but the girsa that we learned was that just like there's a halacha of Nidre Havoy, so too there's a halacha of Shvois Havoy as well. Keshem shen Nidre Havoy Mutarim, kach Shvois Havoy Mutaris. And what's the example of Shvois Mutaris? Havoy, a little bit of a discussion in the Gemara. And ultimately the Gemara said that really it's the same thing as Nidre Havoy. Meaning, just replace the word Nedah with Shvua. Koinim emloi reisi bederach hazeh ka'ilim mitzrayim. Shvua emloi reisi bederach hazeh ka'ilim mitzrayim. This is the second category of the Arba Nidarim she'etiru chacham. Now why? 
why is that the case? Meaning, at the end of the day, based on the words that this person said, he seems to be making a net there. So where does it come from? What gives the Chacham and the Pleitzes to say that even though based on his words, there should be a nether, still there's not going to be a nether. So we have to chazer over the Ran in the beginning of the parak that says that this works with Umdun of the Muchach. So that there's an Umdun of the Muchach that when the person said, he didn't mean but what he meant was a lot of people and apparently that's the derech to talk that way. And as a result, although it's true, what he said would seem to suggest that there should be a nether as long as he didn't see which again, we're assuming... For sure he did not. And even if he was thinking something else, you would say, Dvarim Shabalev, Enam Dvarim. However, there's an Umdina de Muchach that for sure when he sent Ka'il Mitzrayim, he just meant a lot of people. Umdina de Muchach overrides Dvarim Shabalev, and that's the reason that Nidre Havoy are going to be Mutam. Zoktigamar, Omali Ravina Luravashi, Ravina told Ravashi, Vidilma, maybe, Hai Gavra, Kino de Shumshamani Chaza. Maybe when this person said, Omloi Reisi Badera Chaza Ka'il Mitzrayim, he means literally. Now, nobody talks that way. Who can possibly see 600,000 people going to the So says the Gemara, maybe when he said Ka'ilu Mitzrayim, he was referring to people. He never said people. He said, Maybe he was referring to his ants. And be- that there were so many ants, so he said that he thinks there might have been Kailam Mitzrayim, and actually he wants you to do a, a count. Let's take a census, and let's see that in the event that it's going to be Kailam Mitzrayim, so then he does not want the nether to be Chal. However, if not, then he wants that the nether should be Chal. But the point is, maybe it's not people that he's referring to have seen, but maybe it's ants. And he was just using the term Ka'ilam Mitzrayim to describe a lot of ants. But the point is, that's not Havoy. That's something that's theoretically possible. And if that's possible, so why are we saying that he for sure meant people and the people that he was referring to could not have been Ka'ilam Mitzrayim, just must have been a lot of people, hence it's Nidre Havoy, and we don't interpret his nether literally. Maybe we should take the nether literally. Why all of a sudden throw into this bucket of Havoy? I, it's not Shaykh to see so many people. True, maybe he didn't mean people. Maybe it means ants. The Shapir Mishtaba, the Gemara says, and if that's the case, the Shvu would be a proper Shvu. That's the case of Shvu Savoy. Or in the case of Nedu, it would be a proper Nedu. Amalei, so the Gemara says, can't be, because Ki Mishtaba, Daiti, the Mishtaba. Vanan, Loi, Maskina, Nafshin, Ashum Shemoni. When a person makes a Nedu, or a person makes a Shvu, we always assume that the words that he uses has to be based on the definition of the words that people assume those words mean. So you can't go and use a word in your nether, your shvua, make up your own definition for it, and then say, oh, well, I made my nether. I know to you it sounded like I meant this, but really I had a different definition to this word. I had a different definition to that word. And as a result, the nether and the shvua is not going to be what people assume it is. When a person uses a word, we always assume that the definition of the word is the way people use it. And if you say that you really thought otherwise, al zenem ar here you don't have an umdun of the muchach, it's going to be bototaita itzel kal adam, you can't just go ahead and make up your own definitions of words. And here's the point. When people use the term Ka'ilu Mitzrayim, they don't mean ants, Ka'ilu Mitzrayim. They mean people, Ka'ilu Mitzrayim. And again, to be clear, he never said people. But it doesn't matter. Even to say, the assumption is for sure he means humans, and he does not mean molim, he doesn't mean ants, doesn't mean shum shamani. And as a result, therefore... It must be is that true? Is that really an accurate statement that a person can make a shvur? 
give a word his own definition and let the Shvuah mean whatever he wants the words of the Shvuah to mean. We learned in a Braisa, when they used to make people swear, Shvuah Dei Raisa. So this context is Shvuah Dei Raisa. What's an example of Shvuah Dei Raisa? Moide B'miktas, Shvuah Seidechot, Shvuah Sashayim, and those are the three examples of Shvuah Dei Raisa. So they would tell the person as follows, before he swear, that when we're making you swear, it's not Al Tanai Shabalipcha, the Gemara is going to define what that means. But it's rather based on what we're thinking about us, Bezdin, and what Bezdin Shal Milo is thinking. Says the Gemara, what was this disclaimer about? So before they would make someone swear, sure they rise up. They would warn him, and they would say, I want you to know that this shvur that you're about to make is not al-tanai shabalipcha, rather it's al-dateinu v'al-daz bezden. So it sounds like they're trying to prevent him from pulling a stunt here. What is that? So the Gemara says, my law, presumably, lafuki da'asik luhu le'iskundari, we're afraid that he is going to take Iskundri. This is just a marshal. Rashi says, These were little wood chips that people used to play with. So what we're afraid is that this person is going to be in best and he's going to swear, for example, that he gave someone the money that he owes him. So take your classic example of where the halacha is that Ruben goes over to Shimon, he tells him, you owe me $100. He says, I'm asking, I owe you 50 but the other 50 I don't. So now he has to swear a shvur de raisa that he only owes him 50 He doesn't own the other 50 Now, why would he not own the other 50 He's claiming because he paid him. Now, this is what we're afraid of. We're afraid that this person is going to take a skundri, he's going to take these chips, and he's going to hand it over to the malva. In his mind, the iskundari is not really called iskundari. It's called Zuzi. He gave it his own personal name. So if you ask the man on the street, what are these chips called? He's going to say iskundari. But he's going to tell you that's not what it means. What he really means is Zuzi. Now he's going to swear that he gave the Zuzi. Did he give Zuzi? Well, based on our definition of Zuzi, the answer is no. But based on his newfound definition of Zuzi, Iskundari is called Zuzi, the answer is yeah. And what we do is, when a person swears for a day raisa, we make it clear you can't pull off something like this. Because the Taich of Zuzi is not going to be what you decided the Taich of Zuzi is. You can't decide Iskundari means Zuzi, but it's Aldatein of Aldaz Bezen. So the Gemara's Kasha is like this. Why did Bezen have to do this? If any time a person makes a Shvua, even a Shvua's Bito, even a Shvua that a person will make in his house, the is that the words have to mean whatever people assume those words mean. So you can't just make up words with its own definitions as it relates to Nadarim and Shvuas. So why would you need Bezdin to go and make this whole official disclaimer and be that Zuzi is going to mean in this Shvua, whatever it always means? It always means that. Elamai, you see from here, Michlal, the Ovedinish, the Mishtabat, the You see that a person is able to do something like this. Ligmar says, Loi, no. Loi, the words of a Shvua and the words of another have to mean whatever people assume those words mean. And if that's the case, it wasn't necessary for Bezdin before somebody swore Shvodei Raisa to make it so clear to this person to be Moise Moida. Okay, so what exactly was that Raisa referring to? What did they mean when they told him, If it's not, don't make up definitions to words, 
that anyways wouldn't fly. So what exactly are they doing? So the Gemara says, What they were coming, Lafuke was a Maisa Shahaya that happened with the Kanya, the cane of Rava. Now who gathered? There was a person that had a Masa Bechavri Zuzi who owed somebody money. Also, the Kamidi Rava, he came to Rava. I'm a Leva, Leva Zul Prali. So there's a Malva and a Leva that's standing in the court of Rava. And the Malva tells the Leva, I want you to pay me. I'm a Leva, so he told him, Paratich, I paid you already. I'm a Leva, Rava, so Rava told him, Kane Zilish Tabale de Parate. If that's the case, I want you to swear. The Ran says that this is all Nogeya Shvuas Moidebe Miktas. Meaning, he told him I paid Miktas, and he said that I want you to now swear a Shvu de Raisa that you already paid up the other Miktas. So, what this person did was no problem. You want me to swear a Shvu de Raisa, Shvuas Moidebe Miktas? I'll do that. So he went to the border king. He put money inside this canyon. And he was walking into Bezin like an Eid, And he's leaning on this cane that he has. And he walked into Bezin that way. So when he walked into Bezin, he had a swear Shvur de Raisa. Now we know one of the halachas as it relates to Shvur de Raisa. It's this week's parasha. That has to be in the So while you swear, you have to be holding on to a Chavzashal Mitzvah. So, this person's holding on to his kanya, but he's going to have to put the kanya down because he's going to have to hold the chefzah mitzvah. So the lady went to the malva and he said, do me a favor, can you please hold this kanya for me? Because I need to hold on to a chefzah mitzvah. So he gives it to him. In the meantime, he picked up a sefer tayra. That was the chefzah mitzvah. And he swore the pare koma da havale He said, I swear I gave you everything that I was supposed to give. I gave you all the money I was supposed to give you. Now, true, turns out it was true. Why? Because all the money was inside the Kanya. So at that time that he swore that he gave the Malva all the money, it was a true statement. It was not a Shfua Shekhar. So the Gemara says when the Malva heard him swear, he couldn't believe it. He thought he trusted this guy, lent the money. So obviously he trusted him. Ahu Malva Rogas, he got very, very angry. Kanya, and he broke the Kanya. All of a sudden money comes flying out. They realized that this person had not sworn falsely to the contrary. He had told the truth. Rava realized what happened over here. And as a result, as the Gemara, this is what Chazal meant when they said, It's something like this. Another person can't make up definitions to words. That doesn't even work for Shvozbito. There's no reason to have a very specific disclaimer when it comes to the halachas of Shvur de Raisa, that a person is making a bezin. Rather, what we're trying to do is, we're coming to Fuke, that you're going to say that I'm swearing I gave him the money. I really did give him the money. He doesn't hop. I slipped it in his pocket. I put it in the kanya. I'm going to take it back. No, 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 no. You know what we mean when we say swear that you gave him the money. It means that you made a payment towards this loan. That's what we're coming to Fuke. Incidentally, the Rishonim asked, that if there's a Bryce that says, So what was this person's Havamina to pull off this stunt anyways? Did Ravan not read him this disclaimer? Meaning, if there is an official disclaimer that every person that swears is going to hear from Bezdin, then Rava's court, which is hundreds of years after the Bryce, you would think made this disclaimer. He was read this proverbial riot act. So if that's the case, what's his Havamina right now to go ahead and, and to make this? I mean, it sounds like he almost got something by Rava. He was trying to be out. He's not just swearing falsely, because if he's not swearing falsely, then why do you have to go through this bother? Elamai, he wanted to swear Emistic, like the Gemara says. That's what he was trying to accomplish. So Lechura, he would have been told 
what the prices as you're supposed to say. And the whole purpose of that is this story. So did Rava not make this disclaimer? The Rishonim struggle with this kasha. Either way, but the Gemara goes right, and the Gemara says Vakati over the Bishabat Inish Is it still true that people are, cannot make shvuas based on their own personalized and customized definition to words? Vatanya, we learned to the rise Chaim Matzida by Moshe Rabbeinu. We find by Moshe Rabbeinu Kshishbias is Rabbi Vesmoyev. Moshe Rabbeinu made the Eden swear in Arba Smoyev, and more about this in the coming Dafin. But for now, what we need to know is that in Sefer Dvarim, at the end of Sefer Dvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu makes the Yidin swear. So we're familiar with Shvuas Har Sinai, Mujbava Oimed Mei Har Sinai. This was another Shvuah that was made, not in Har Sinai, but rather in Arvis Moyev. And the concept was for the Yidin to renew their vows with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to swear again, Nocha Kabbalah, Nocha Shvuah, that they're going to keep Torah Mitzvahs. So at the time that Moshe Rabbeinu was Mashpia the Yidin in Arvis Moyev, I'm going to told him, have you heard of so a very similar disclaimer to what the Bezdin used to make people that were swearing Shvur Dei Raisa here. And that is, How do you know this? The Pasuk says, What does it mean, so the Ran says the Pashup shot, what it means is that the Shvur Narvas Moya wasn't only for the people that lived in that generation, but it was Nagaya, their offspring as well. All future generations, every single year that would ever be born, was would be bound by the Shvur that took place in Narvas Moya. But Chazal saw a Drosha here. And the Drosha was meaning the definition of the Shvu is not based on Itchem, what you think it is. Rather, what it is going to be based on is what I say. It's Aldaiti Valdas Hamokoin. So the Gemara says, You see, Moshe Rabbeinu is coming Lafuke something. What's Moshe Rabbeinu coming Lafuke? Probably what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling the Yidin was that I'm afraid, Dilma Avetitun Mili, Vamritun Aldateinu, that you're going to make up definitions for it. So you're going to swear, the Yidin are going to swear that we're going to keep tight. Mitzvahs. The Gemara is going to go into this in detail. But the Yidin are going to swear that they're going to keep Torah Mitzvahs. But they're going to have their own definitions for the word Torah and Mitzvahs, etc., etc. And that's what we're worried about. That's why he told them, Al Daiti, says the Gemara. Lafuke, right? So let's give an example. My love, Lafuke, Loika. Meaning, an example of this maybe would be where the Yidin are going to swear that they're going to worship Aloika. Which means Devishta. But they're going to say, we didn't mean Eloika as in the Eibishta. You know what we meant? We meant Eloika as in Avodah Elohim Elohim One of the mysteries of the Torah is the fact that the Torah uses the same word to describe the Eibishta as it does to describe Avodah So one of the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Elohim, but one of the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Elohim, and Avodah is referred to in the Torah as Elohim Acherim. It's the same word. And the reason it's such a mystery is because we know that the name in Yiddishkeit is really a reflection of essence. So that means that in the word Elohim, there's a description of the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if that same word is being used to describe Avodah Zarah, that means in the word Alikim, there's a description of the essence of Avodah Zarah, which almost sounds like there's a connection 
And there's a tzadashava between the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the essence of Avodah Zarah, which you can't even say out of your mouth, because the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Einoid Bovadoi, and the essence of Avodah Zarah is Hevel Avolim. But the truth is, over the years, we've spoken about the Ramban in Parshas Yisroi, and really in 20 or so places in the spiritual Torah, where he's marchiv on this Indian, that there was a connection between Avodah Zarah and between Kaviyachal, and we today don't really understand Avodah Zarah. We're so removed from it. You know, we know we don't understand the taiva for Avodah Zarah. But not only do we not understand the taiva for Avodah Zarah, we don't understand the essence of Avodah Zarah either. We have no clue as to what Avodah Zarah really was. But this is Dvar Matikin. But regardless, the same word that's used to describe a Kaddish Baruch Hu is used to describe Avodah Zarah. So it says, the Gemara, that maybe when Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, so what he was trying to tell them was, don't make up words. What, for example, I'm going to make you swear that you're going to worship the Ebesh, and you're going to say, I swore to worship Avodah Zarah. But what do you see from there? that ordinarily, without this disclaimer, if a person's making his own shfu's bitu and he doesn't have a bezdin or Moshe Rabbeinu telling him what the definition of his words are going to mean, he can mean and say whatever he wants to. But the Mar says, lie. There was a little bit different. The reason it's different is, is because the word alika and the word Means avaydazar. Meaning, just like a likam means the ebeshto, it means avaydazar. And because it also means avaydazar, the chsiv of cholahe mitzrayim, the goimer, so therefore over there there's a little bit more of a concern. Meaning, ordinarily, if you're gonna just say, I swear I'm gonna worship the ebeshto, and really you meant avaydazar. I'm not gonna listen to you. Avaydazar is different, because avaydazar is the same word. The same word that means akadazar, like we just said, could mean avaydazar as well. And as a result, there you have to make sure that he means the, the right word. Like, for example, we had cherem. We had we had Cherem Shal Yam, and we had Cherem Shal Kayanim, and we had Cherem of Hektish. So when you have a word that can mean multiple things, that here it's necessary to have this disclaimer. But if that's really what was going on, meaning, if the reason Moshe Rabbeinu said, it's because he was afraid that the Yidin are not going to make up words when they swear. I mean, they're going to say, I know I said this, but I meant that. That wasn't the concern. But the concern was, is that the word alika, which could mean avidazara, and it could mean kavayachal, a word like that is a very tricky word, and it was coming to circumvent that being an issue. With the Yidin, I'm going to say, I know we swore, yeah, but we didn't swear the Eibishta, we swore Avodah So the says, why did Moshe Rabbeinu even use the word alika? Meaning, don't use that word, just stay away from that word. Just avoid using that word. And like this, you won't have to make this disclaimer of for example, let them, let them swear the mitzvahs. Use the word mitzvahs. That seems like a much more innocent word. It's a co- more comfortable word. You're not getting involved in did he mean Ali Kim as in Lashon Kodesh or Ali Him Acherim as in Lashon Kodesh. Just stay away from that. But the Gemara says, no, it's not a good word either because Mashu Mitzvahs HaMelech. Because they could always say, oh, we swore we're going to keep mitzvahs. What we meant was we're going to keep the mitzvahs HaMelech. We're going to follow the law. Dina the Malchusa. But not necessarily that we're going to keep the mitzvahs of Hashem. Why not use the word Kol Mitzvahs? So the Gemara says, Mashu Mitzvahs Sitzes. Because if they would have only sworn that they would keep Kol Mitzvahs, you know what they would say? Yeah, we swore we're going to keep the mitzvah of tzitzis. Tzitzis is called mitzvahs? Yeah, I'm a man. Shkula mitzvah tzitzis. Keneged, called mitzvah shabbatayra. Mitzvah tzitzis is shkula. Keneged, all the mitzvahs in the tayra. So you would think that's what he meant. More about this in the rate. Velish ba yasoin demekaymisun tayra. Okay, so we don't like using the word alikim because that can mean avodazara. Mitzvahs can mean mitzvahs amela. Called mitzvahs. Maybe he's going to mean tzitzis. Moshe has been trying to get the yidden to swear that they're going to keep tayra mitzvahs without that. Potential for a kanunya. So the Gemara says, I have an idea. Use the word Torah. 
Swear you're going to keep the. What does the Torah mean? Everyone knows what the Torah means. Torah is the Torah. When it says no, mashma Torah achas. If they would say just Torah, it would be mashma one Torah. Meaning. We know that the Torah is really made up of Torahs. Torah should be seven Torahs. Okay, the Lishba Yasin the Mekamisun Torahs. So say Torahs. Mashma Torahs Mincha, Torahs Chatas, Torahs Asham. Yeah, we're going to bring Karbanas. All the Zeus Torahs Haminchas. But in terms of keeping Torah mitzvahs, not necessarily. Okay, the Lishba Yasin the Mekamisun Torahs Umitzvahs. If you say Torahs Umitzvahs, that already sounds like. You mean Torah mitzvahs. Meaning mitzvahs l'chod, I understand. Torah l'chod, I understand. But Torah mitzvahs? So the Gemara says, no, it's not true. Because Torah is mash, but Torah is Maybe Torah, you can say, means Torah is amincha. Mitzvahs mash, mitzvahs amelech. Yeah, we're going to keep kachim. We're going to bring karbanis. And also, we're going to do all the mitzvahs amelech. We'll do dina de malchusa. So the Gemara says, again, that's... Moshua didn't have a good way to do this. Felish pen yasin de mekamisun Torah kula. So the Gemara says, maybe Torah kula, use that word. Not Torah kula mash, but Torah maybe that they're swearing that they're not going to be over the Zara. The tiny chamura of the Zara is called a koifer bak kilomayda, but Torah kula. Someone that's koifer of the Zara, it's as if he's moidun, the ganza Torah, because of the Zara, a shakal connected the entire Torah. So if the other would have sworn that we're going to keep kol ha Torah, it would be mash, but maybe that they won't be over the Zara, which is nice, but. It's not everything. So I have an idea. Say, and Torah So it seems Torah is going to address that you don't mean also Torah is mashman, not just one Torah, but it's mashman. The two Torahs, the problem is it sounds a little like Avodah So just say Avodah So say we swear we're going to not worship Avodah and not just that, we'll keep Torah Isn't that good? Inami, I have another idea. Sheish meyos v'sholosh esrei mitzvahs. Why do you and swear that they're going to keep all Tayyag mitzvahs. So the Gemara says, I hear, you're right. In theory, Moshe Rabbeinu could have done that. Hello, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, not that. However, Moshe Rabbeinu felt that it was just easier to do it the way he did. In other words, when Moshe Rabbeinu made the Eden swear by Arvei Smoyev, he made a disclaimer. The disclaimer was, V'loi itchem levatchem anoichi koreis as a bris hazois, ve'es which Chazal understood to mean that I'm letting you know you're going to swear, but the words that you're swearing are the words that we think you're swearing, that I think, that the Ebeshter thinks. But you can't say, I know I said this, but really I meant something else. Ta'ina the Gemara, why would Maitre Beno have to do that? It's a mashma that ordinarily when a person swears, you can pull off something like that. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu had to be Moshe Maidah to make it very, very clear that you're not going to be able to, which is a kasha on the sugya of Nidre Havai and Shavu Havai. Because we're assuming that when a person says, has to mean people, and that's why it is automatically. Maybe what he meant was, He's talking about ants. And if that's the case, it wouldn't be a Nedravai. It wouldn't be a Shvu uh, Savai. So the Lord says that it's true. It could be that's what he meant. But that's not what people would ever use the term Kailu Mitzrayim for. And as a result, your Das is bottled to our Das. Because when it comes to Shvu, the definition of words are what we think the definition of words are. And if you say Ant differently, you could stand on your head. It's Dvarm Shavlevein and Dvarm. We're not going to listen to anything that you're saying. So the Gemara, fast forward to the end of the Sugya, is saying, I understand you see from Moshe or not that way. Because if that's the way it is, why would Moshe Rabbeinu have had to have said, every shvu, this is a shvu at the end of the day. So if this is a shvu, and every shvu, we work on our, the, the accepted definition, so what's the Havamina? They're not going to make up words. And the Gemara's teretz is, in short, 
that what Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned with was that there are words that could mean two things. So when you have a word that could mean two things, that's different. I mean, Mitzrayim means people. It doesn't mean ants. As opposed to if a person would say the word mitzvah, for example, it could mean mitzvah of Hashem, it could mean the mitzvah of Melech. You say Torah, it could mean the Torah, or it could mean maybe Torah Samincha. So there are words that could mean two things. Elikim, believe it or not, can mean the Ebeshter, or it could be Elikim Acherim, it could be Elikim that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to circumvent and the way he did it was is by making this disclaimer which essentially what he was telling them was couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu just avoid using all those words and the Gemara's answer was yes he could have but at the same time it seemed that this was a much simpler way of going about it either way returning to the Mishnah and the second example of Nidrei Havoy which was so if a person says I'm making an edif I didn't see a Nochosh so apparently it's Havoy to say that you saw a Nochosh it's just not possible and as a result the nether is considered to be dead on arrival it's considered to be a nether of Havoy is that true you can't see a Nochosh so the Gemara in the Havamina thinks that what's unique about a Nachash, the size of a Kurdish Beis Habat, is it would be a very, very big Nachash. So the Kurdish Beis Habat was very big, and if you claim that you saw a Nachash that big, it's just not possible. Where would you have seen such a big Nachash? That's the Havoy. The part of this that's Shtusim is the size of the Nachash. But the Gemara says, it's not true. Who chavid havid b'shnei Shvar Malka? It was a chavid that lived in the times of Shvar Malka. Ramadoi tleisna arvasa de tivna. They once fed it 13 big baskets of straw. Ubalayas, and it swallowed it all up. So you see clearly that it's possible to have a, a Nachash that's so big. It's Kikaris Beis Abad. Amash Shmuel. Shmuel said, Betaref. No, we mean something else. What we mean to say is that this person is claiming that he saw a Nachash, not the size of a Beis Abad, but it had, the Ran says, Bikaim it had grooves in it like a base habad does. And that's what he said he saw, and that's what we're saying is Avoy, because that's not something that's Shaykh. That that's possible. It says the Gemara, Kulu Mitrav Tarfi. That's not true. Every Nochosh has these grooves that are like the curve of a base habad. So the Gemara says, It's true that all Nachoshim have these Bikaim, but they have it on their front as opposed to on their back. That's not something that they have, and that's the Havai, and therefore, if a person would say, that have, that had Bikoyim on its back, like the Beis Habat that has Bikoyim on its back, that's the element of this, that's it. So the Gemara says, for listening to so if the Mishnah wanted to give an example of Nachash, uh, that's a person claims to maybe have seen, that we know is not possible, so... Why don't we just say Mloiri Isin Nachash Taruf Agaboy? Why do we say Mloiri Isin Nachash Kikaris Beis Habad? So the Gemara says Milsa Agav Archi Kamashmon because the Derek Agav the Tanimish wanted to teach us the Kikaris Beis Habad Gaboy Taruf that the back of the Kikaris Beis Habad is Taruf May Nafkemina the Mekachu Memker Chapsa Nafkemina in the world of Mekachu Memker Loy Melachot to teach us how Moich Kikaris Beis Habad Lachaver if somebody sells a Kikaris Beis Habad to his friend Igaboy Taruf in the Loy Loy then the person claims afterwards one second this Kikaris Beis Habad that you sold me is uh, not good. It there's something wrong with it. What's wrong with it? It doesn't have grooves on the back. That's a good time. It's a mekach toys. Because you see from the Mishnah that every Kairos Beis Abad has to have these Bikoim and it has to be Al-Gaboy and B'derech Agav Urchi in the Mishnah of Nidrei Havoy. We learned this halacha that a Kairos Beis Abad is supposed to have Gaboy Toruf and if it's not, it would be considered the grounds for a, a mekach toys. So we know that one of the themes of the Mishnah 
one of the ideas that Rudan Nasi very much incorporated in Mishnayis was this idea, concept of Milsa Agavurche Gamashma. The very first line of Shisha Sidre Mishnah is Me'emus Akkarin Shema Ba'arvin, Mishosh Akayanim Nechnasim Lachavit Rumasan. And the Gemara says, When is that? It says Akhechavim, just like it says Akhechavim, Milsa Agavurche Gamashma, and that that's when the Kayanim were able to eat Rumor after they had gone to the mikveh once the sunset, etc., etc. So right away Rudan Nasi set the tone for how Mishnayis works. And that is that it's written but at the same time you have to be medayik so many different things and there's halachas betoich halachas so in the first Mishnah of Shas that talks about Hilchas Kriyashma we learn a halach and again Hilchas Truma and over here in a Mishnah that's talking about Nidre Havoy we learn halach in Mekachamemker that's Negei and Nidre Havoy regardless we go from the second of Darbanadarim to the third of Darbanadarim and for sure the most lumdish of Darbanadarim and that is Nidre Shkagis. So just to be mocked, we're not going to talk about this now, Metzeshem in the next few days, but Nidre Shkagis is Hafachba, Vafachba, the Kulaba, as far as Lamdis and Brichashmuls and Briskarovs and Rabchayans, etc., etc. There's a lot of Nidarim Lamdis and Shfu Lamdis, but really more, a lot of Shas Lamdis that's here in this sugya of Nidre Shkagis. Without further ado, Zok the Mishnah. Nidre Shkagis. What's an example of Nidre Shkagis? Says the Mishnah. Im Ochalti, the Im Shosisi. So a person made a nether. And when he made the nether, he said, Koinim, however, contingent upon So he's not saying, I for sure want there to be a nether. He's saying, I want the nether to be a if. What's the if? If I ate or if I drank. Now in his mind, he thought that he didn't eat or drink. Then he found out afterwards that he did eat or drink. I mean, he forgot. He posh, he forgot. He was a shaykh. That's why it's called Nidrish Gagas. Based on the words of his nether, Nedesh Bichal. He said, Koinim imachalti ve'im shazisi. Ka'chava. He was achav ashasa. However, being that he was a shaykh, because when he made the nether, he thought he didn't eat or drink. Alzen nema Nidrish Gagas. And the Allah is, it's not going to be chal. Another example of Nidrish Gagas is, Masha'ani yoichal v'sha'ani shaysa v'shachach v'achal ushasa. So it's a little bit megumgen, and therefore the Ran says, Koloimar. So, that's the last wide line on top. The Omar person said, So a person says that I want this to be Aser if I'm going to eat or if I'm going to drink. And he forgot the he forgot and he ate and drank. Meaning he ate and drank b'shoigeg. Says the Ran, the kivan the nidra b'achilo kamay sochayo, that he shayt to have a shoigeg. What triggers the nether? Eating. And when he ate, he was a shoigeg. So it's for that reason the nether is not going to be chal. So two examples that the Mishnah gives related to nidresh gagas. One is koinim imachaltiv imshasisi and the other is koinim sha'ani oichal v'sha'ani shoysa. And the Ran says the two different things. Two examples, completely different examples of Midrash Gagas. The first case is where a person says, Koinim, if I ate or drank, thinking that he didn't eat or drink. Turns out he did, but he was a shaygig. And as a result, the net is not going to be chal. The second is where a person says, I want Koinim to be chal if I do something. So there's a maisa that could happen that will trigger the nether. The maisa happened, but it happened to shaygig. That would be another example of what we would refer to as Nidresh Gagas. Oh my, Mishnah continues, says, Koinim, Mishnah, the Hennes Lichu Gomez Kisavich, says, Bini, if a person says, Koinim, I want my wife to have an offer me. And the reason is because she stole my wallet. She says, Bini, she hit my son. And then we found that afterwards that never happened. So that would be a 
third example of Nidresh Gagas. Another example. A person saw a group of people were eating Te'enim. And he said, He wasn't happy about the fact that they were eating his Te'enim. So he had a good idea. He said that all the Te'enim that you're eating, it's Koinim. Meaning, any person that eats it, forget about Gzela. You're violating now the Iser Koinim as well. Then he found that afterwards that amongst the people that were eating this Te'enim were his father, his brother, and there were other people as well. Now, we assume that as it relates to making a nether towards his father and his brother, for sure he would have never wanted to do that. So that would be considered nidresh gagas. The question is, what about with regards to everybody else? Bishamah says, The father and the brother, for them it's nidresh gagas. He never meant to include them in the nether. As it relates to everybody else, they're going to be awesome. No, everybody is really going to be mutter. And this machlegs Bishamah Bishilal is going to be the topic of the entire tomorrow's daf. Zok to Gemara. So we have the third example of the Arbanitarim. And that is what's known as Nidresh Gagas. And the Gemara says that just like you find Nidresh Gagas Amutter, so to Shvuish Gagas Amutter as well. So Mamish, the identical Brisa that we had in the beginning of the Daf. As it relates to Nidre Havoy, Kshem Shen Nidre Havoy, Mutarim Kach. Same idea, just like Nidre Shkagas Amutter, so to Shvuish Kagas Akribi Mutter as well. So the Gemara says, Hey, Chidami Shvuish Kagas. What's an example of Shvuish Kagas? The Grain Rav Kahan of Ravasi. It's like Rav Kahan and Ravasi. Hadei Namash Vasa the Hachi Amarab. Vadei Namash Vasa the Hachi Amarab. So this is something that you find in a few places in Chas. Where if Kahan and Ravasi, they would argue, they were both Tamidim of Rav, and they would get into it with regards to what Rav said. And Rav Asli would say, I swear that this is what Rav said. And Rav Kahan said, Just the opposite. I swear that this is what Rav Kahan said. Where one of them you think, for sure was swearing falsely. Afal Pikain, that's an example of Shvush Kagas, and none of them swore falsely. The reason is the Chol Chad because each person was a Shvush Kagas. Each person was swearing because he really thought that that's what Rab said. So if you swear because you think for sure that this is the truth, and then you find out afterwards that that was not the case, this is an example of Shvush Kagas. Again, we just went through this very, very quickly. There's so much here as far as heavy lumbness, but we're going to have to save this for the next couple of days. So just to end today's daf with a light raid bite, raid that we've spoken about in the past, however, ve'in base medrash, below kama ve'kama chidushim. And that is, there was one line in the Gemara in Dafchaf Aleph where the Gemara talked about the mitzvah of tzitzes. The Gemara said, Amar mar, shkula mitzvah tzitzes, keneged kol mitzvah shabbatayra. That the mitzvah of tzitzes is so gewaldig that it's shakul connected kol mitzvah shabbatayra. It's literally equal in weight to all the mitzvahs of the Torah. So this idea that one mitzvah could be shakul to all the mitzvahs in the Torah is something you find. You find it regarding Shabbos. Shabbos is shakul to all the mitzvahs in the Torah. So much so that it impacts halacha. That if someone's mechalal Shabbos b'farhesya, he has a din not only as a mummer as it relates to Shabbos, but he has a din of a mummer l'chala tayrakula. And Pashup Shad is because if someone is a mechalal Shabbos, he's really being mechalal the entire Torah. Because Shabbos is shkula, keneged kala tayrakula. Avi is shkula keneged kala mitzvahs. We had it in today's daf. The Gemara said that if a person would swear that he would keep could mean that all he's really swearing is that he's going to observe the mitzvah of Avodah Because Avodah is also a shackle to the entire Torah. Tzitzis is another example. Tzitzis, Chazal say, is shkula mitzvah tzitzis keneged kol mitzvah shabbat But the truth is that if you ma'ayin a Chazal a little bit, 
the fact that sits is a shkula to all the mitzvahs in the Torah is a little bit different than the fact that Shabbos and Avodah Zorah are shkula to all the mitzvahs in the Torah. And really, this b'raisa that the Gemara quoted, Amar Mar, Shkula Mitzvah Sitzes Neged Kol Mitzvah is an excerpt of a longer b'raisa that's brought in the sugyas of Tzitzes, which are primarily in Perakat Cheles, in the fourth Perakat Masechtes Menaches, Tachmem Gimel Amadez. The Gemara over there says, Tanya Idach, Uri Isa Moisoi, Uzchartem as Kol Mitzvah referring to the tzitzes. And by seeing the tzitzes, you're going to remember all the mitzvahs of Hashem. Says the Braiso, from here we learn that shkula mitzvazu keneged kol ha kulam. That you see from there that the mitzvah of tzitzes is shkula keneged all the mitzvahs of the Torah. Where do you see it from? When a person sees the tzitzes, it's going to bring him to observe and to remember all the mitzvahs of the Yebushah. And it's for that reason, Shkula Mitzvahzu, Kineged Kola Mitzvah School. The Gemara brings another price that it brings out the point a little better. And When a person sees the tzitzes, it's going to bring him the Schira. You're going to remember all the mitzvahs. And when you remember all the mitzvahs, what's going to be Vasisa Moisam? You're going to end up doing all the mitzvahs. In other words, the reason the mitzvah of tzitzes is Shkula Kineged, all the mitzvahs, it's not because of the ichos of the mitzvah tzitzis. That tzitzis in and of itself is such an important mitzvah that it literally carries the weight of all the mitzvahs in the Torah. That's not the vart. The vart is that tzitzis is a gateway. It's a hechatimtza for a person to come to shmiras kolam mitzvahs. And if a person is going to be mekayim the mitzvah of tzitzis, you know what that's going to lead to? Uschartem es kolam mitzvah And you know what that's going to lead to? Vasisemoysam. It's going to lead to schiras kala mitzvahs and ultimately asiyas kala mitzvahs. So it's for that reason that shkula mitzvah sitzes keneged kala mitzvahs because through the mitzvah of sitzes, a person will come to observing all the mitzvahs. And the truth is, this is Kemat Mefurish in the Rambam, the very, very end of Hilchah Sitzes. So the Rambam, in the very last halach of Hilchah Sitzes, it's Perakim, Allah Yudbei says as follows, adam zar A person should be careful in mitzvah Sitzes. La'olam, shariakasiv, shakla, v'talava, kala mitzvah kulam. Because the Torah, shakla, gave it the weight, and also was talaba. It made all the mitzvahs dependent on tzitzis. So from the fact that the Torah was shakla, v'talaba, kala mitzvahs kulon, that's how you know, that says the Rambam, is my reason that I'm telling you, that a person should be very, very careful in the mitzvah of tzitzis. But the Rambam's lashon is, but also the talaba. What does the talaba mean? Meaning, and are somewhat dependent on the mitzvah of tzitzis. Tzitzis is the mitzvah that the Ebershter gave us as a shmira to protect us, to make sure that we're going to do all the mitzvahs that we're supposed to do. And it's for that reason that shkula mitzvah tzitzis can neget kola because through the mitzvah of tzitzis, a person will calmly day schiras kola mitzvahs and ultimately is going to calmly day asiyas kola mitzvahs. The truth is, there are many remozim to this idea. Everyone knows Rashi and Chumash and Parshishlach, where Rashi says, Uschartem is called Mitzvah Hashem, 
How so? How does tzitzis bring a person to remembering all the mitzvahs Hashem? So it says Rashi, because the gematria of tzitzis is 600, and we know that we have shmoyne chutin, eight strings, v'chamishikshorim, and five nats, so you see from there, there's 613 mitzvahs. Simcha in Meshachachma, and the Baal really says it also in a little bit of a different nusach. Rameh Simcha says, The words kol mitzvah Hashem are bigamatria, tofresh yud beis. 612. So it says Rameh Simcha, what's the remez? That if a person's going to be mekayim the mitzvah of tzitzis, it's going to bring him to remember the other 612 mitzvahs. Meaning the mitzvah of tzitzis you don't need tzchira for. You're wearing the tzitzis right now. You're looking at the tzitzis, Uri Isa Moisai. But through the Uri Isa Moisai of the tzitzis, it's going to lead to Ischartem Eskom Hashem. You're going to come to remember the other 612 mitzvahs. Al-Kopanim, there's an idea that Shkula Mitzvah Tzitzis Keneged Kol Mitzvah Shabbatayra and really, if you go through the Bryces and Menachis, Mem Gimel Amit Beis, the Shoni Azov Shalai Rambam, it sounds like the Dogush is not so much that tzitzis itself is so chamor. But it's more what tzitzis brings to that gives it its that gives it its chaimer. It's because through tzitzis you'll come to Uri Isamaisai and Riyah Mivili De Schira, and Schira is Mivili De Asiya. The truth is, on the topic of tzitzis being a shmira, Uri Isa Moisai was chartem is called mitzvah Hashem, there's another Nakuda. That is Shukhanarach. And Erechaim Sim Chav Dalit Sivkat Nalev brings this idea as well. Says the Mechaber, the Nachoin Liyos Kol Adam Zahir Lilbaish Talis Cotton Kalyer. Person should be careful to wear talis cotton the entire day. Kedei Shneiskoir Hamitzvos Bechol Rega, so that a person will remember the mitzvos Bechol Rega literally every single moment. So it's Nachoin for a person to wear tzitzis the entire day. Incidentally, why does the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch have to make such a big deal about? Of course, you're supposed to wear tzitzis the whole day because there's a mitzvah to wear tzitzis. Because tzitzis is going to bring you to other mitzvahs, but the pshat pshat pasha, because a person really only has a chiv to wear tzitzis if he's wearing a bagat shadal kanfais. But if you're not wearing a bagat shadal kanfais, you really have no obligation to wear tzitzis. So a person could very easily not be wearing a bagat shadal kanfais, and as a result, he'll have no chiv to wear tzitzis. That's why we need a mustashmuz. That's why we need to understand what tzitzis is all about, so that although it's true, you're not obligated to wear tzitzis. Sometimes, but at the same time, you should do it. And the reason is because tzitzis has value beyond the actual mitzvah of tzitzis. Tzitzis has value in terms of re'iyah mevilu de schira and schira mevilu de asir. But either way, if you look in the Bira Gura, Sivkot Nalef, on that halach and shulchan aruch, it's simen chaf So the Bira Gura quotes Rabbeinu Yoyna in Sefer Ayera, v'zel l'shoy neishab, quoting from the Goyin, v'yil lo'y talus katan, a person should have a talus katan, v'yil b'shenu mitachas l'modav, he should wear it underneath his cloak. Ki ikur mitzvah tzitzis l'loyv shoy tamim, because the ikur mitzvah tzitzis is to always wear the tzitzis. Ki l'zichrein ha-mitzvah znitim, because the purpose of tzitzis is to remember other mitzvahs. Uleman lo yosur adam achashiras libay va'achamariyenav. And the purpose of the mitzvah tzitzis is that a person shouldn't follow shiras libay and he shouldn't go after mariyenav. As I say, Rabbi Yoyin. So Rabbi Yoyin says that a person should be careful always in where it sits. like the Rambam says, like the Shulchan Aruch says. Why? Because lezichrein hamitzvus netnu. Because the tachlis is zichrein hamitzvus uleman. So like this, when a person's going to be wearing tzitzis, he's not going to come and he's not going to come with a marathon. 
What did the Rebbeinu Yoyinah mean when he added those words? That by a person wearing tzitzis, says the Goyin, you know what Rebbeinu meant? What the Pasuk says, What the Goyin is saying is that if you look in the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, and then the pastor continues. It says, Now, Pasha, the way you read the Pasik is, period. is an asnachta underneath oisam. And then, this Moisa say, you should know, that's Pashup Shan in the Pasik. Zok the Goyen, that in Rabbi Yoyna and Sefayira, it's Mavur, the Rabbi Yoyna was reading the Pasik a little bit differently. The way Rabbi Yoyna was reading the Pasik was that the purpose of Titsis is Urisa Moisa was Chaitam is called Mitzvah Shem Vasisa Moisa. It's Riyamidil Day Schir is Chim of Day Aldeasir. But in addition to that, you know what else the purpose of Titsis is? It's specific to lead a person and to protect the person so that like this you're not going to follow your eyes you're not going to follow your heart so that the tachlis of tzitzis is really twofold the tachlis of tzitzis is more generally but then there's a, a, a more proteus thing that the mitzvah of tzitzis has and that's the in other words, a chiddush in the taich of the pasuk from the guy in the way he's learning the rabbeinu yaino. Not normal. You learn a risa moisam was chaytem as kometz hashem asisa moisam. Period. For loisa sur achri the vavchem achri nechem as a loisa say. Risa moisam was chaytem as kometz hashem asisa moisam. Additionally, through the risa moisam, you're going to come to the loisa sur achri the vavchem vachri nechem asher atem zoynem achareim. And the truth is that the makar to this Indian that. The Goyen is learning up in Rabbeinu Yoyna is really from a Gemara in the Sechtis Menachis Tafmem Gimel Amadez. It's a long Gemara. It's a, it's a classic Gemara. It's a very, very well-known Gemara. But the Gemara tells a story about an Adam Echad who was very, very careful in the midst of Tzitzis. And the Gemara says that Vahi Ayoyim, he heard about a Zoyna and she was on the other side of the world and he went to go visit the Zoyna and he, he spent a lot of money and the Gemara said the Zoyna was sitting on the top of a bunch of beds and he climbed to the top of the beds and as he was climbing to the top, the Tzitzis that he was wearing hit him in the face and he ended up falling down. And as a result, he decided that he's going to be pirish, he's not going to do this Avera. And the Zayna says, I don't understand what happened. Did you see a mum in me? Like, why don't you want to do the Avera? He spent so much money, he traveled so far. And he said that when the tzitzis hit me in the face, I remembered, kol mitzvah Hashem, ayin sham in the Gemara. And as a result, I decided I'm going to be pirish from doing this Avera. And the Gemara says, you see from here, the chshivas of the mitzvah tzitzis, that tzitzis protected this person. And Mamish, he got schar mitzvah for the mitzvah tzitzis in the Oyvah Mazayur. Tzitzis, he got schar by Yalmud that protect him. But you see from that Gemara, that is an Indian, that Tzitzis is a Shmira. And the Shmira of Tzitzis is generally for all the mitzvahs, but specifically it's a Shmira for the mitzvah of Arayis. That's what happened in that Pasuk, in that Gemara, Mesechtis Menachis. So that's the way you teach the Pasuk, Zok Degoy. Uri Isa Moisai, Uzchartam is called Mitzvah Hashem, Vasis Additionally, the Uri Isa Moisai is also going to lead, it's going to protect the person specifically from the Aveir of Arayis, so it's going to lead to Veloisa Sura, Achri Lebafchem, Achri Nechem. Through observing the mitzvah of a person will have a special Shmir from Arayis, and like this you're not going to have to worry that it's 
going to come with their Arias. I once heard from Yididi, Rabbi Chomsky, he told me that he heard this from Moshe Shimon Shapiro. That Moshe Shimon Shapiro Shlita said that the Pasik says in Parshish Noyach, so we all know the story that after Noyach came out of the Mabul, so it says, Vayochel Noyach Isho Adoma, Vayita Kerem, Vayesht Min Ayayin, he drank from the wine, Vayishko, and he became Shikir, Vayisko Batoycha Holoi. And then he was in a, in a not sneezing situation inside his tent. And the Pasik says that Chom Avi Kanan saw what happened, Vayar Chom Avi Kanan as Ervas and he went out to, to tell his brothers. And Cham was thinking, Avera, Shem and Yefes came, they took the Simla, and they both put it, they didn't even want to see their father in this position. So he went into the room backwards, they covered the erva of their father, they never saw the erva of their father. So Rashi says that Shem and Yefes were both rewarded for what they did. What was the reward? What did Shem get? It says Rashi. Shem was the one that was the Ikra one of this mitzvah. So his sons got a reward. What was the reward? What they got was Talashal Tzitzis. So the reward that Shem got for the fact that he protected the erva of his father was the mitzvah of tzitzis. So Moshimin said, what's the shaykhis between the mitzvah of tzitzis and vayikach sheim vayefes as asimla vayasimu al shchem shneim vayecho achayranis vayichasu as ervas aviyem. This reward was midah connected midah because what did they do? They were protecting noyach's erva. That's what they were doing. They were protecting shtelling a shmir of arayas. So what did they get? They got the mitzvah of tzitzis which is a mitzvah that leads to veloisa sura achri levachim achri neichem which in it of itself is a shmira farayas. I once thought that you know, everybody knows. Chazal say that why is it that the mitzvah of tzitzis is a shmira? Like, what's the the punchline? What's the dogish? Why is it that the mitzvah of tzitzis is something that's uriisa moisa uschartem is called mitzvah Hashem? So it's a gemara in Perakat Chelus and those sugyas and Menachos Tam Gimel on the day. It's also gemara at Soiter Daf Yudzayin Amad Aleph. The gemara says Hayra Meir Oimer Manishtan at Chelus Mikol Minei Tzavoyim. Why did Hashem pick the color of Chelus more so than all the other colors? The reason is because Chelus is Doim Liyam. Chelus has the color of the sea. The Yam Doim Lirakia. The Yam looks like the Rakia. Rakia Doim Lirakia Kavit, and the Rakia looks like the Kisei Kavit. Uncle Ponim, the reason that. The color of Tcheles was the color that was chosen for tzitzis is because Tcheles is going to lead a person to think of the Yam. Yam is going to lead a person to think of the Rakia. And the Rakia is going to lead a person to think of the Kisiyakavit. In other words, when you see the Tcheles, what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to remind you of the Kisiyakavit. And if you're going to think of the Kisiyakavit, you're going to have an, an Amen a year. And like this, it's going to come to a Schartem as called Mitzvah Sashem. So generally, Tzitzis leads a person to a Schartem as called Mitzvah Sashem. But in a more specific way, what's the connection between Tzitzis and Kol Mitzvah Sashem? It's because Tzitzis brings a person to the Kisiyakavit. Through tzitzis, you're going to come to remember the Kisei covered. So I was thinking that we know Yosef HaTzadik, the Meissen with Eishas Paitifa. And Chazal say, Vayovo, Yosef came, Lassis, Malachta, Mechlik, Yisrael, and Shmuel. And according to one man, the Omar, Yosef HaTzadik was about to do an Aveira. And what happened? He was saved. He was saved because all of a sudden he looked at the window and he saw Dmust Yukna Yishalavet. He saw Dmust Yukna Yishalayakov Avinu. And that was what protected Yosef HaTzadik from ultimately doing the Avera. So you see that the Dmust Yukna of Yaakov Avinu has a Koyach 
to protect the person from doing an Avera. Now the Emma says, the Rechaim HaKadosh says, in the beginning of Parashas Kedoshim, that you see from here an unbelievable thing, that a, if a person is in a matzav of Nesoyen, and he's about to do an Avera, an Avera that he really should not be doing, what he should try to do is he should try to see the Mustyuk Noishalavav. And he says it's a school and a flaw to protect the person. And just like Yosef HaTzadik, with this incredible Nesoyen that he had, his shmirah came from seeing the Mustyuk Noishalavav. A person should try to imagine the Mustyuk Noishalavav. And the Rechaim says, Badakum Anuso, it's a shmirah and a flaw to protect the person from doing an Avera. And he says that that's Pshat in the Pasek, Vaidabr Shama Moishalem, right in the beginning, what does Kedoshim to me mean? Chazal say, you should be Prushan from Arias. Rashi, have a Prushan from Arias. Everyone knows the Ramban. But the point is, Kedoshim to you means Arias. What's the next Pasek? That if a person wants to come with a Kedoshim to you, says the Rechaim HaKadosh, Ish Imoi Va'avavtira. And that's what happened when Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik saw the most Yukna Shalavim. He saw his father. And that was the Shmir against this incredible sign that he had with Eishas Paitifar. Of its... Kemuvin, it's klar in, in Svar Maktoshim that the Indian of the most Yukna Shalavev is also an Indian of the Tzur of Yaakov Avinu. That Yosef HaTzadik saw not just his father, but he saw Yaakov Avinu. And it was the most Yukna of Yaakov Avinu, which is Shufri the Yaakov Avinu, is Me'en Shufri, Me'en Shufri. So it was the fact that he saw the Shufri the Yaakov Avinu that gave him a Shmira, and that's what protected him. So Ula, you can say that the idea of Tcheles is because Tcheles is Doimel Yam. Yam Doimel Rukia, Rukia is Doimel Kisei Yaakov. If a person would look up and he would be able to see the Kisei Yaakov, if it was Shaykh to see the Kisei Yaakov, from our vantage point, what would we see? We would see the bottom of the Kisei Yaakov. What's on the bottom of the Kisei Yaakov? Chazal say that on the bottom of the Kisei Yaakov is the Must Yukna Shal Yaakov Avinu. So if the Must Yukna Shal Yaakov Avinu is a Shmira Kineged and the tachlis of the mitzvah of tzitzis is Uri Isa Moise Uschartem is called Mitzvah Sashem. Which of course, generally speaking, means that a person through Shmir Sam Mitzvah is going to come to remember the Mitzvah Sashem. But in a more... Specific way, it's going to come to Veloisa Sura Achri Levavcham Achri Nechem. That if a person is going to be Nizza, he's going to be careful in Arias. So, like this, he won't have to worry about that. Will be the greatest Shmira of Arias. So, it's for that reason we chose what? We chose the Tcheles. Because Tcheles is Doimelikise Akovit. And if a person sees the Kise Akovit, in Luchashmir Gedoilumizu. So, when a person looks at the Tcheles, he's seeing the Kise Akovit. It's the most Yuknesh Yaakov Avinu. And it could be there's an Indian of the Shmir. That Yosef Atzadik had in his Gewaldig and Asayan, which came through Dmus, the Yuknesh, the Yaakov Avinu. That's what this Indian is of Tcheles, Doimel, the Kisi, Yaakov. We're going to stop a little short, and Mezzashem tomorrow night will speak out a part two.